What's up? What's up? What's up, my LA sports family? It's your boy LA Ray of LA Courtside Podcast. Hey man, y'all remember these boys, Cameo Man? These boys is off the hook. Hey, hey DJ, pump that up just a little bit, real quick. Be- Man, them dudes was off the hook. Cameo, I just want to be. So again, this is your boy, L.A. Ray Harris, host of L.A. Corsat Podcast, which is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. And on this episode, episode 105, I want to touch briefly on the free agency uh, in the NBA that's actually still going on. The dust has kind of settled a little bit. All of the major players in free agency have pretty much signed either with their own team or with other teams. But I just want to touch on the amount of money that these guys are making, man. This is, is unfreaking believable. I mean, unfreaking believable. And I don't want anybody to misconstrue or misinterpret what I'm saying about that because, hey, this is America. We got a capitalistic society. And, hey, if you can make that dollar like that, go ahead and make it, baby. But what sort of effect is that going to have on the game moving forward. I'm going to touch on that just a little bit, but let me start with the, uh, well, the Clippers and the Lakers, our beloved LA Clippers and LA Lakers uh, in free agency. Uh, let me get the Lakers piece out the way real quick. I mean, now you hear the cricket sounds, man. There's really nothing going on in Lakerland other than uh, I know a lot of Laker fans are, are, are pining for, or almost begging for, Kyrie Irving to join their team. I mean, the free agency, the Lakers, let me go down the list real quick. They signed Juan Toscano Anderson, you know, from the world champs, Gold State Warriors. Yeah, it's okay, I guess. Troy Brown, Thomas Bryant, Damian Jones, Lonnie Walker. Again, what does that move the needle for you, Laker fans? I mean, the Lakers are in sort of a quandary right now. They, the the Russell Westbrook situation, is just just looming over their head. It's like a it's like a dark cloud that never goes away. And this is nothing personal against Westbrook, uh, you know, nothing against him personally. But you know, we all know that that wasn't a fit last year. And the Lakers are really really desperate to get rid of him, despite what Darvin Ham says. You know, Darvin Ham, you know, he gave the coach speak, saying that a you know, I you know I love Russell Westbrook. I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but you know I love the guy. He's he's part of the Laker family, and you know we're gonna make this thing work. He's a great player. He's a top 75 player. Blah 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 blah. The Laker brass wants to get rid of Russell Westbrook. Trust and believe that. But again, the bottom line is, what other teams gonna want the guy? I think it's gonna end up being a a buyout situation similar to like John Wall. Who got? Who finally got his buyout from the Houston Rockets? John Wall didn't lose a lot of money. You know, he may have lost a few bucks, but it wasn't a whole lot of money. Then he agreed to a two-year deal with the Clippers. But I think it's going to be the same type of situation with Russell Westbrook down the line. But the Lakers again, you know, uh, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess it wouldn't hurt. You know, you get Kyrie Irving over there to the Lakers. Great player, of course, but you're going to get all the headaches that come with it. If that happens. So, again, it wouldn't hurt. You, you get rid of Westbrook. You somehow find a way to get Irving in there without, you know, giving up anything of significance. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Kyrie Irving is, is under a one-year contract with the Nets. And as the Nets are showing you right now, 
you know, their, their owner, he's like, I'm not just giving away anybody. I'm not giving away Kevin Durant. You know, Kevin Durant, you know, that's another issue down the line. He's under a four-year contract, so they're not giving him away, and they're not going to give Kyrie Irving away either. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen with the Lakers down the line. But as of right now, you know, the signings of these five guys that I just mentioned, you know, it really doesn't move the needle too much at all. As far as the Clippers are concerned, they're pretty much, you know, um, uh, other than signing John Maul, as I just mentioned, to a two-year deal, which I think is a very, very good signing. You know, it's, it's one of those deals with, you know, uh, low risk, you know, high reward, very, very low risk with John Wall. You know, they didn't have to break the bank to get him. And if he's anything like he was in, say, 2016, 2017, before those injuries started uh, to mount on him, uh, that's going to be an outstanding, outstanding acquisition for the L.A. Clippers. And, you know, they also retained their own Nicholas Batum, he returned on a two-year deal. Amir Coffey returned on a three-year a three deal, I'm sorry, and Vicia Zubac agreed to a contract extension. So the L.A. Clippers, their team, you know, is pretty much the same, although they did lose Isaiah Hardenstein. Uh, you know, I did not like that, but the Lakers, I'm sorry, the Clippers, they were not able to keep everybody. So it was inevitable that they were going to lose someone, and Hartenstein is the guy that they lost. But... You know, this team is still good. They On paper, they have one of the best rosters in the NBA. And, you know, it's going to be about time for the Clippers, hey, to make some noise. You know, make some noise. You, uh, you know, most people agree that they do have one of the best rosters on paper, on paper now, <laughs> in the NBA. You know, they got one of the best coaches in Ty Lue. And I'm sure he's going to be able to, you know, make it work with John Wall. Again, if John Wall is anything like he was, you know, even if you have a 75% John Wall like he was in 2016-17, John Wall seems to think that, hey, he's going to be balling out. It's going to be interesting to see who's going to start between he and Reggie Jackson. You know, if he's healthy, John Wall is starting. But, hey, bringing Reggie Jackson off the bench is not such a bad thing for the L.A. Clippers. So those were the uh, free agent uh, moves, let's say, that both the Clippers and the Lakers have done so far. And for the rest of the NBA, though, I mentioned about the signings and the money that's being said. And again, hey, if you can make that money, baby, make that money. You know, if I was as good as, say, the Joker, you know, I could, I'll sign a five-year, $270 million NBA record contract, too, if that's what they're going to give me. Are you serious? Five years, $270 million for the Joker. Does he deserve it? Absolutely. Lukely, right, Lukely, that's not a word. Ray, Lukely, absolutely, yes, $270 million. Hey, two-time MVP, what you going to do, Denver? They wanted to keep that team together. They paid the guy. Devin Booker, four years, $224 million. Carl Anthony Towns, who did not have an outstanding playoff by any imagination, but he signed four years, $224 million. John Morant, the rookie max extension. They have so many max. They got the rookie max, and they got the max, and they got the super max in the NBA. John Morant signed for five years, $193 million. He's a guy that's probably going to be the face of the NBA in about you know two or three years, barring any type of serious injury. So, again, these guys are signing for a lot of money. Now, when I mentioned you know, how is this going to affect the game, you know, I think these owners, man, are are 
I'm not going to say they're having second thoughts about being owners in the NBA, but, you know, they're looking at this money like, man, damn. You know, we're paying all this money. And then some of these players, like a Kevin Durant, for example, who signed a four-year contract with the Brooklyn Nets, you know, uh, well, a couple of years ago, and now he's asking to be traded because he doesn't like the situation that's going on in Brooklyn, the situation that he helped perpetuate, the situation where he, you know, he wanted uh, um, James Harden uh, to play for that team. He wanted Kyrie Irving to play for that team. And by all accounts, he wanted Steve Nash or either Irving wanted Steve Nash to be the coach, a guy who had no coaching experience whatsoever. So it's like the players, you know, especially the top level players, seems like they're running the NBA. And I don't think owners are going to like that. Now, whether you all think that's right or wrong, I mean, it is what it is. So when the next CBA comes about, I'm not sure when it is, maybe in a couple of years or whatever, you know, I think the owners are going to to be really, really reticent to continue to pay this type of money without without getting something in return, so to speak. There was a lot of uh, uh, folks that are saying the NBA, why doesn't the NBA have a franchise tag like they do in the NFL? You know that the NBA Players Association would never go for that. Never. There's no way. For example, the Brooklyn Nets can say, hey, Kevin Durant, we're putting a franchise tag on you. You know, This is how much money you're going to make. And you're playing with us. That's it. They're not going to. I don't think Brooklyn's going to trade Kevin Durant at all. Kevin Durant doesn't hold all the cards with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, you can say, well, if he stays there, if they make him stay there, you're going to have a disgruntled. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the type of guy he's not going to be a slouch on the court. He's going to he's going to give it 100 percent. He may be disgruntled, but he's going to play. And if I'm the owner, I, you know, I really don't blame him. I say, man, you signed a four year contract with us, a contract. What does contract mean nowadays? I guess in, in the sports world it doesn't mean a damn thing. I'm telling you now, if I own the Brooklyn Nets, I can't think of that owner's name. But if I own that team, Kevin Durant, you're staying here and you're playing. That's it. Kyrie Irving, you signed a one-year deal, which, of course, he had to sign. He had to opt into that, what was it, $35 million or whatever it was he signed. Uh, he really didn't have no choice but to opt in on that because I, don't, I did not see any team offering him anything beyond a one-year deal. Or definitely not you know, a multi-year contract, not for Kyrie Irving, not for what you're going to get in return from him, not with the off-court drama and – you know, the guy going on FMLA and leaving for a week without telling anybody. Nobody wants to deal with that. So he didn't have any choice but to sign there. But again, you know, how is this going to affect, you know, the NBA down the line as far as the, own, the relationship between the owners and the players, you know, the, the NBA collective bargaining situation? It's going to be really, really interesting. You know, there's a possibility that, you know, the, the, the owners could, like, lock the players out, like what happened in, you know, baseball or football some years back you know there's gonna have to be some give and take here down the line I'm not sure what it's gonna be but you know these players you know, you have backup uh, it was a backup point guard uh, I think it was Tyus Jones for Memphis that signed for 15 million dollars a year for two years so it's a 30 million dollar contract 15 per now again again guys don't misconstrue what I'm saying if Tyus Jones can get that as a backup player, by all means, go ahead and go for it, baby. I have no issue with it whatsoever. But just think about that. He backs up 
pretty much backs up John Moran. He did play well in the playoffs when John Moran got hurt. But, man, 15, 15 bands, 15 bands for a backup point guard. Man, the NBA is getting paid. Paid like a mother you know what. Man, I wish I would have listened to my coach in high school and, 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 and tried to uh, uh, make my basketball skills a little better than they were. Heck, maybe I could have got in on some of this loot. But, again, again, folks, there, there, there's so much money floating around in the NBA, and that's why these doggone tickets are, you know, a, a floor seat at the Lakers game. I don't know, what is it, thousand dollars or something like that, or maybe even more, you know, at the New York Knicks games. You know, that's why you see all the, the superstars and the movie stars and all those type of folks on those seats. You know, you're not going to see L.A. Ray down there, baby, unless they give me some kind of press pass to get down there to watch those games and pay that much money. But, hey, again, this is America. Like Don King used to say, it's America. It's America, baby. Hey, pay up. Pay up, owners. You know, you put yourself in this situation. You know, the players are pretty much running the asylum, for, for lack of a better term, and good for them. You know, they, they put in the blood, the sweat, and the tears. They're the ones who the fans come to see. You know, we watch on TV, watch all these guys. The NBA gets all sort of advertising money. Go for it. Go for it. The Joker, again, five years, $270 million. Just think about that. $270 million. Hell, franchises that didn't even cost that much back in the, say, the early 80s. You can, you can buy a franchise for like $270 million. <laughs> Not today, you can't. So anyway, that's what's going on in the NBA. That's just my take on the free agency that's going on in the NBA. And again, the Lakers and the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers are pretty much uh, stood pat other than John Wall. And the Lakers are just, I don't know what they're doing. They're just searching or waiting for Kyrie or, you know, I'm not sure what they're doing, but we shall see. I know one thing, the summer league where you had uh, Russell Westbrook was there. You know, this is reportedly, you know, I didn't see this with my own eyes, but supposedly Russell Westbrook was there. LeBron James was there, but they did not acknowledge each other or greet each other or anything like that. One guy sat on one end of the court, the other on the other end of the court. They both had their their separate posses with them and they did not greet each other. So if that's true, that's not a that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. But, you know, just like Kevin Durant, LeBron James, he won it, supposedly. Russell Westbrook on that team last year. That's what you asked for. That's what you got. And hence, the Lakers did not even make the playoffs. So now that we're going into a new year, LeBron James, do you now do not want Russell Westbrook on this team? Seems like it. He's not going to come out publicly and say, I don't want Westbrook. He's garbage. He's not what he used to be. Not what I thought he was going to be. I don't want him. Get him out of here. No, of course, he's not going to say that. But behind the scenes, it's probably what he's thinking. Hey, I really don't want Westbrook on this team. So, again, with the Lakers, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We still have a little bit ways to go before the season starts, of course. And then hopefully the Lakers can get uh, better than what they were last year. So, before I hit up my next segment, here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. 
make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. I know I'm waiting for the three-game series August 5th, 6th, and 7th at Dodgers Stadium with the Dodgers going up against the San Diego Padres, baby. That's always a good series. The Padres are like nine games back. They're going to need to sweep. So that series is what I'm looking forward to. And I will be placing some money, of course, on my Dodgers. And best of all, though, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text Tennessee Red Line. That's 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. Must be 21 or older in all those states just mentioned. 18 and above in New Hampshire and Wyoming. You must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Sports fam, again, it's your boy LA Ray Harris, host of LA Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. It's a little do I ditty by Roger and uh, Zap from back in the day. These boys were bad too, man. They were one of the first groups that really put that synthesizer to work, you know, using it as a, a, a like a computer type of deal where they, you know, they change the, the sound of their voice to sound like what you just heard there. Zap. Roger, do I diddy again? Another big time joint from back in the day, but check it out, uh, my LA fam. In this last episode, I just want to briefly talk about this, and um, it's something that is, is really unfortunate, and that's the Miles Bridges situation. Of course, everyone knows that, um, reportedly or allegedly, uh, he jumped on his wife, she posted uh, pictures online of the injuries that she had, and uh, what was reported, um, broken nose, I think it was a broken wrist, something happened to her eardrum. She had all kind of bumps and bruises on her face. I mean, if this really happened, you know, you know, normally where there's, you know, smoke, there's fire. He pretty much beat the hell out of her. And obviously I have an issue with that. Everyone should have an issue of that. Again, if all of it were true and, you know, there's still going to be court hearings and you know the uh you know justice department and all of that jazz all that stuff has to take place you know first 
But, you know, my father used to tell me, man, you know, if you if you hit a woman, if you beat a woman up like that, you're 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 a coward. You're a coward. You know, he, he used to tell me all the time, right? Unless she has a gun, knife, maybe a Louisville slugger baseball bat coming after you. Okay. All bets are off. And I don't know if Miles Bridges' wife had any of those three things. Again, there's things still under investigation. He has to go to court in L.A. and yada, yada, yada. But if it wasn't any one of those three things and all you guys were doing was arguing and then it got physical and you beat her up that badly, then Miles Bridges, you are a coward in my book. One thing that really irritates the hell out of me and I know everybody has an opinion. You know, we say opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one, right? I get all that. But when I start reading ridiculous stuff, I'm like on Twitter, there was a couple of folks on Twitter. I think they really believe this. Hey, Miles Bridges, you know, you don't know if he really did this to her. You know, she probably did it to herself. She These were probably self-inflicted wounds that she put on herself to make Miles Bridges look bad or to get him arrested or something. Why would she do that? I don't even know why this is worth commenting on, but why? why first of all, you can really uh, put self-inflicted wounds on you like that. You can break your own nose. Maybe you can. I don't know. Maybe. Bust your own eardrum. Break your own wrists. I don't know. Maybe. Come on. I mean, it, it irritates me. that. And now as far as getting a second chance, you know, it all depends on the infraction. You know, hey, we live in a world of second chance, especially in the United States. Yes, in some situations, yes, a second chance can be warranted. And something like this, you know, you do this for the first time. And I listen, if he did this to her, I doubt very seriously if it was the first time. If you read between the lines in her statement, this has happened before. So as far as I'm concerned, he's already had a second chance. Now, are you talking about a second chance in the NBA so he can make all his money? This happened on the eve of free agency. How dumb can you get? How dumb can you get? He was getting ready to be offered, I'm sure, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of, let's say, five million. I mean, five years, 125 million, let's say. Maybe 150 million, 25, 30 million dollars a year for four or five years, something like that. Guy had a very, very good season last year. He's improved big time since, you know, since the first time he got into the league. He'd do more than just jump now, jump out the gym. You know, he could shoot the ball a little bit. He could play defense a little bit. Very, very good player. Very, very good complimentary player to Mellow Ball. But, dude, on the eve of free agency, this is what you do? So, there's a possibility, Miles Bridges, that this long-term contract that you were going to sign – may not come to fruition. Now, there's also some reports. Uh, I read the uh, Charlotte Observer and Sports Illustrated were also reporting this, that uh, Charlotte Hornets may be in the, hey, we're going to give him the second chance category. Not this is this is if he does not go to jail. You know, we're going to give him that second chance. You know, Michael Jordan, Charlotte Hornets, is that what you really want to do? You know, you're going to have uh, protests Domestic violence, protesters all on the outside of your stadium. You know, is it all about, hey, making that money? Miles Bridges, he he puts butts in the seats. He and, he and Mellow Ball both. He puts butts in the seats. He makes money for Michael Jordan in that franchise. But, 
you know, are you going to throw away all of your, 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 your scruples and, you know, throw away everything that you, you, you've grown up to uh, uh, believe in or throw, you know, things that you know that are wrong? You know, like jumping on a woman like that. It's, it's going to be very, very interesting to see if Charlotte signs this guy at all. At all. And if they don't, you know, he has like a qualifying offer out there right now. I think of $7.9 million or something like that. You know, however these NBA salaries work, it's a qualifying offer that Charlotte can rescind. You know, if they do that, then he's just going to become a restricted free agent. And now will another team out there? Say, well, you know, he can come to our city. We're going to give him a second chance, you know, blah, 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 and see what happens. Now, as far as the NBA is concerned and, and, and the commissioner of the NBA, I'm sure there's uh, something in all the players' contracts about doing things like that, you know, domestic violence and stuff like that. You know, it's possible he could be suspended for a boatload of games, even if he is signed by somebody be suspended next year for a certain number of games or something like that. But the bottom line is, man, how, you know, how dumb can you be? How angry can you get that on the eve of free agency, you know, the day before you were probably going to sign the richest contract of your career and you jumped on your wife and did that sort of damage to her. I mean, it is unbelievable, unbelievable. And again, hey, according to my father, uh, you know, Mr. Harris, Mr. James Harris, Miles Bridges, you are a coward, point blank, period. If I'm an owner of an NBA, when you know, they, go, they don't call them owners anymore. They call them governors, governors. If I'm, a, if I'm an NBA governor, I don't want Miles Bridges on my team. I don't want him anywhere near my facility. Sorry. Second chance, no. no. You, you do like you do that once, you can do it again. Or it has happened, it has happened once already, or maybe even a few times. So it's really, 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 really too bad. I hate, I hate to see um, something like that happen. You know, a young guy has a chance to um, bring in generational wealth for his family, for the Bridges family, for years and years and years and years to come. You know, decades, decades generational wealth he may not get that right now so that is just my two cents on the miles bridges situation so with that my la sports fam thank you for thank you for listening to this episode number 105 if you don't want to miss any further episodes of la corsat podcast make sure you subscribe to whatever platform that you use to receive your podcast you can find us on odyssey you can find us spotify stitcher apple I mean, wherever, wherever you receive your podcast, just search for L.A. Courtside Pod and you will find L.A. Ray Harris. So, again, my L.A. sports fam, again, thank you for listening. And until the next episode, as I leave you with a little Charlie boy and I look good until the next episode, please crank that up. DJ Ray. Sports is still moving. Chuck Taylor's killing Adidas.